thanks for listening and supporting this podcast. I'm Camille Diaz, and if you are sick and tired of setting goals and not achieving them, jump on over to my website, go.optimized.zone. Enroll in my online course, Driven, and gain access to the exact formula I've used to accomplish my goals, like write a book, increase revenue, lose 30 pounds, and record over 100 episodes of this podcast. Start experiencing the joy and satisfaction that comes with achieving your goals. That's go.optimized.zone. Welcome. This is Money Heart. I'm your host, Camille Diaz. And today we are discussing trading wealth for health. My guest today is Fran MacArthur. She's a physical therapist and an entrepreneur with both Beamer and Zalise. Welcome, Fran. Glad to have you on the show. Thank you. It's glad, I'm glad to be here. So when we were discussing this, you had a quote that you shared with me that I really liked and kind of stuck in my head. Can you share that with the rest of us? Sure. Uh, the basic quote is that we spend the first half of our lives trading um, our health for wealth and the second half trading our, our wealth for health. And this is not a new quote. This actually was, was said by Voltaire in the 17th century. So. Um, We've been at this a long time, trading one for the other. Yes, kind of an ongoing situation, it seems I've, like. History repeats itself. I... <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So in, in what way are we kind of doing that in our current healthcare system? Because I know, you know, you go, you go to the doctor and they patch you up and then maybe you get better or maybe you go back. What are you kind of seeing being someone that works in it? In, in many ways, um, people are treated to the point of you're back to where you were before you had a, um, a significant episode of, of ill health. Um, so we talked about having a healthcare industry, but we really have a illness care industry. Mm. Uh, we have very few physicians um, who are teaching people how to have maximum health. Um, and because of that, there are a lot of um, other professions who are taking those, those parts of wellness over. Um, oh. Athletic trainers, your chiropractors uh, can do uh, sports physicals, um, or, um, you know, different people, come in, you have nutrition counselors and they're, you know, if they don't have the full medical background, they may be good in their one area, but they don't have a, a good basis for the, the body's full physiology. But your physicians and your medical providers tend to be so busy um, because they have to have so many productive units of one-to-one -one time that it, um, they've, not been able to stay with providing health. So are they kind of limited in what they're allowed to do within the place that they work? Well, because uh, most health providers, your physicians, are now part of health systems, 
um, don't have a physician who has his own office, his own uh, business. There are some, and they do a good job, and the others, I think, do as good a job as they can within, you know, trying to see 35 patients a day or 40 patients a day, and that was before we had any major health issues in, in that overwhelmed the system. Um, so as people, if you go to the doctor, they may say, oh, today we're going to talk about your diabetes, or we're going to talk about your high blood pressure. Oh, um, if you're a female, oh, we need to look at, do you have osteoporosis? But in the overall realm of health, many things are intertwined. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, not being active increases your risk of osteoporosis. Sitting being the um, equal to smoking um, in the amount of health problems it causes with poor circulation and um, not regulating the gut um, because mm -hmm. being more than you're standing, you're not moving as much as um, we maybe did um, 30 or 40 years ago. You know, so I feel like I've heard that before. Is it is it true that if you you can almost be healthier as a smoker that exercises regularly than you can as a non-smoker who does not exercise? Or did I just hear something that somebody made up somewhere? I haven't I haven't heard that. Um, okay. Because I, I haven't seen anybody who's willing to say we're going to take fifty smokers who are <laughs> and fifty sedentary people who are not smoking. Um, you right. have to by so many um, com comparisons between people when you do a, a study like Absolutely, that. yes. You'd have to have a control group for that and you'd have to yeah. have some people yeah. willing to smoke or not smoke and exercise. And willing and not, not to exercise. exercise. Most of us are willing not to exercise. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> signing up for the non-exercising control group. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. So maybe, but but it does definitely make a difference how much exercise it, you're getting. Yes. Um, one of the things with your circulation um, is when you sit, the edge of your chair tends to hit the back of your thighs, which then compresses the major veins and arteries to the lower leg. And if you look at a lot of office workers. Um, they tend to have, by the end of the day, have some swelling in their feet and lower legs. You can see the indention where their socks have been. Um, you know, they may have a promotion or they may, you know, get to the point that, you know, their feet go numb or, you know, all of that. So, um, so you have that circulation. By not being up and moving against gravity, your gut doesn't tend to have what we call peristalsis or the movement of a bolus of food and whatever through the intestines. So then you get constipation. You get constipation, you're not relieving, you're not getting rid of body uh, byproducts and toxins that you normally would. So it's not um, a big surprise that the occupation with the, the lowest lifespan are truck drivers, because mm, yeah. they will get in a, in a truck and they will drive for eight to twelve hours, um, 
and only maybe get out every three to four hours. So they're not right. changing that position. So, and their diet doesn't tend to be really good either when you're going to truck stops. So, <laughs> sure, you're just, you just get what's available there. You're probably not packing your own lunch with, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables and things like that. Exactly. And, you know, the chicken fried steak and, and uh, bacon and eggs and all of that does tend to, to cause problems after a while. Totally but, bursting my bubble here. Those are my favorite things to eat. I know. <laughs> oh, I love the chicken fried steaks. So. <laughs> Man, but, you know, those, that's, okay. <laughs> that's how things are intertwined in, in your body's health. If you don't drink enough water, mm -hmm. you get constipation. If you don't move enough, you can get constipation. If you're, um, and all of your muscles, whether it's skeletal muscles in your legs and arms, or it's the heart muscle, they all need activity. And so if you're not providing that, then they become weaker. And as we get older, our body isn't as um, healthy and it doesn't respond as well. So it's one of those things you really do need to keep up with through the entire lifespan, not just, oh, I've now reached 55 or 60. I, I better start exercising. I better start doing this to make sure. You wanna make sure from you know, through your whole life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are plenty of, of studies now showing that we have uh, 11 and 12 year olds who are inactive, obese, and they have high blood pressure. They wow. have, they're getting not type, typically 30, 40 years ago, if you had diabetes as a child, it was type one. But we now have a large population of adolescents who are type two diabetics because of processed food and sugar and inactivity. Wow, so that, that habit of sitting all day or not moving, actually, it sounds like you don't have to wait until you're 55 or 60 to see the results of not- Exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, um, you know, computer posture, you know, whether I'm sitting here talking this, which, I sit on a, um, a ball chair, so it kind of promotes my, my posture. But if, if I'm a, an adolescent and I'm watching uh, my text messages or playing a game on my phone and I'm bent over and my hands are here and my head's down here for you know 30 minutes or two hours at a time, that changes the, the muscles in the spine. It changes... Um, what your visual um, muscles, because all of the work of your eyes is controlled by muscles, the dilating, the, the iris, the constriction, uh, moving back and forth. And looking at one thing at one distance all the time is not good for the muscles of the eye. Yeah. So there's just a lot of um, interaction with how the body is supposed to work and, you know, when we don't take care of it, then it, it becomes dysfunctional. Right. And then we end up with the case where we're spending a large part of our either savings or income on treating whatever right. it is we've, we've developed. So I'm guessing the sedentary right. stuff is, I mean, you mentioned not exercising your heart muscle. So if it gets weaker, I'm presuming that might lead to a heart 
condition. Right, and, and whether that's a heart attack or it's just um, not able to pump enough blood through to supply all of your other organs, well, then you get um, kidney problems or you get um, circulation problems in your feet or you get vision problems in your eyes because your circulation isn't um, adequate. Mm. So, um, you know, the heart needs that varied activity um, to be able to react when we have problems. Right, that, that makes sense. And mm -hmm. then um, I'm guessing if you have to get treatment for something, not only are you spending lots of money on that, but does it, does the treatment itself ever have kind of negative effects Certainly. on other systems? We all, right, we all look at, um, you know, your TV ads for medication and your magazine ads for me medication and, um, they spend a significant amount of time telling you about the side effects um, that, you know, which may include death. Uh, <laughs> may include that dizziness. sounds a lot like an effect, doesn't it? Not a, not a side effect? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, oh, it, only, only this portion of people get that problem. And, you know, I don't know at what point the FDA says that you have to list that problem if if only three people out of a thousand had it but if i'm that third person i want to know <laughs> yeah yeah but but you're right you know um many people you know wind up um having to spend uh, 300 500 a month to be able to get medications to treat um their health issues. Um, and there are studies, um, and I can't tell you right now who's, who's done them, but that at, at the rate we're going, that the health expenditures um, will surpass a large portion of people's income by 2030. Wow. Yeah. So if you don't take responsibility for your health, um, that may cause you to have more problems and have to spend more money on a, um, a treatment for those health problems, mm -hmm. uh, what you would really like to, um, be spending. I mean, you run in, you want to be able to pay the rent, but you don't, we already have people who can't pay their rent because their, their medications are so expensive. Yes, I actually heard a story from someone um, on our team in another state. He was a uh, police officer and ended up having some, um, he ended up with having a heart attack after several years on the job and stressful situation happened and he had a heart attack and his part of it was covered, but part of it wasn't covered by the benefits that he had and his medication to stay alive cost more than he could afford and afford his living expenses. So he had to give up his house and move to a small apartment. And some weeks he was not taking his medication because he needed to eat, you know, the, and, and that's absolutely the money situation we never want to see anybody have to be in is exactly. 
yeah, how can I, how can I pay for my meds and stay alive and also have food and a roof over my head? And how do we teach our um, millennials that they need to plan uh, to be able to afford those things? Um, because we've, we've gotten to a point where society is, I'm in this moment. I, tr I do everything for this moment. Um, so how do you um, get people to realize that what they're doing today has an effect 20, 30 years down the road? Right. I struggle with that all the time when I try to tell people the importance of saving a little bit of money now so that you'll have a mm -hmm. big pile of money later to live on. And when you said that three to $500 a month, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what could somebody do for their future if they had that three to $500 a month available that they could be putting towards themselves or putting towards their kids or exactly. you know, whatever, whatever else it is that that, and that even as, on as, Yeah, as an adult, and then you have a family um, when my youngest daughter was 13, 14, developed uh, exercise-induced asthma, mm. so we had to get a specific type of inhaler. And after my insurance paid, I was still paying $120 plus every time we got that prescription filled. Wow. Decent insurance. If you didn't have it, that, that inhaler was in the realm of $400. But even if you have good insurance, there are certain medications that you're still going to be out $100 or $150. And if you then require more than one medication, it becomes worse. Right. You know, does your insurance even cover that medication? because they have lists and lists of things that they do not cover. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I could see how that could add up really quickly if you got into the situation where you needed multiple medications that cost a couple hundred dollars a month. You know, the first one, okay, this one's 50 a month and this one's 75 and this one, but then the next thing you know, it's three or 400. And, yeah, and when you add them all up, um, and when I have worked uh, for hospital systems, it amazed me that at times I would have patients come in for physical therapy and they list what medications they're on. Um, and at the age of 32, 35, they may be on already be on eight to 10 medications a day. And that just blew my mind. It blew my mind when I saw that we had 18, 20 year olds coming in routinely on antidepressants. People that I thought were functioning pretty darn good, um, college students, you know, healthy athletes, and they're on antidepressants. And I'm going, why? I don't have that answer, by the way. <laughs> That's okay. It just, it seems like the stressors and the pulls are are out there and right. you know i i've noticed well i i know that um exercise also can help with depression and help to alleviate some of those feelings and help keep someone 
Yeah, I think one of, the research, one of the research is 30 minutes of medium level activity, uh, walk, jog, playing basketball, um, can equal the benefits of one antidepressant. Wow, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty so, amazing. Getting, you know, the routine where our, we recommend that people get out and get sunlight and get some activity helps all of those um, depression and stress control issues. Mm -hmm. So what are your kind of favorite or best recommendations if people wanted to start something new, you know, if they, if they're like, okay, I see my need to exercise or my need to invest in myself. What could somebody do? That's not, you know, a lot of us, when we think about, Oh, I got to work out. We think, well, I got to go to the gym for four hours or something along those Actually, lines. Um, gardening not... is oh. gardening is one of the best activities. Um, you're active, you're outside, you're um, handling nature. Um, and I think that in and of itself may teach us some patience uh, because we know that it's going to take a while for those seeds to grow and then for the plant to bloom and then for the fruit or vegetables to grow on that. Um, learning to take, make an awareness of, um, you know, nature's beauty um, is a thing, you know, walking around your neighborhood looking at Oh, who's got, who's got what flowering today? Oh, they did a nice job of landscaping. Oh, that's a nice idea. Um, you know, getting out of your brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Getting absolutely. out of your brain for a while. And, and they say that gratitude is um, a very good method of dealing with some of that. Because instead of saying, woe is me, going, oh, thank you for uh, the beautiful sun today. Um, we hated being inside with the rain yesterday, but, you know, we need the rain. Um, we need um, looking at, uh, as the sun went down last night, um, there was a little bit of sun that came through the clouds, and they turned pink and that dark blue color. Um, it was raining too hard to get out and look to see if there were any rainbows. <laughs> yes. But, you know, being aware of, of nature and, and what's out there. Uh, being thankful that your kids are healthy. Uh, being thankful that you can um, provide um, some benefit um, in teaching them how to better deal with life. Um, you know, being aware that um, at a basis of gratitude, um, it improves your, your overall attitude for life. Mm -hmm. Gratitude is the best attitude. What? <laughs> well, I think it's interesting that you said that because you mentioned kids and you were saying about being outside and I have regularly started walking with my kids like after dinner because usually, right. you know, it, the weather's typically decent at that time of day and We've already dealt with homework or whatever needed to happen at that point most of the time. And so we just walk our neighborhood and we do exactly that. You know, oh, that one, oh, cool house, or oh, I like that one, or look, they planted a thing, or they got a flag, or what is that statue happening over there? You know, whatever, whatever it is. 
Um, and right. it's, it's a great time for all of us. We get some exercise. Like you said, our brain is not in the... And you interact with each other. Right. You know, then you say, as your children grow up, when they have children, they, they may be more likely to choose that activity with their children. So you um, promote uh, a future um, activity level by what you do today. Right, so creating generational health. Wonderful idea. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, this is this has been awesome. Thank you, Fran. Tell me a little bit about um, the products that you promote, because we mentioned them at the beginning, but um, how does the Beamer and Zalise kind of fit into this bigger picture? So I found uh, Beamer about, oh, not quite two years ago. And it is a company out of Germany, um, which improves microcirculation um, through the use of pulsed electromagnetic field uh, waves. And it is, if you realize that circulation, um, that system has to be at the basis of every other system in your body. So without circulation, your kidneys don't function. Without circulation, your eyes don't work. Without circulation, we become more prone to have dementia. And I looked at both companies um, because there was scientific research published in peer-reviewed um, journals, um, not Woman's Day, um, or, um, you know, Good Housekeeping, Southern Living, whatever. <laughs> you mean the actual scientific journals? <laughs> My actual scientific, um, these are going to be uh, double-blind placebo-studied um, or, you know, you know, verified. Um, and they have found that um, it does improve circulation, and by improving circulation, then muscles are able to recover from activity and regenerate um, healthy cells. Um, so a cell can only regenerate uh, its current state. If you have a dysfunctional cell, it will replicate itself to be a dysfunctional cell. Um, if you improve the health of that cell, then it starts replicating to a more healthy cell. Cells make up organs, or cells make up tissues, tissues make up organs, organs make up systems, and then you have your whole body. So this deals with health at its most basic form, um, um, both with health, uh, with the circulation, and because it, it is an electromagnetic field, our bodies are electrical. Um, you know, your, your sodium, your potassium, your calcium, all of these have positive and negative ions. Um, cells produce um, what's called ATP, adenosine triphosphate, which is your energy function in the cell. And if, if you're trying to be an athlete, um, there's an increased need for ATP in your cells. Um, and by um, using the Beamer um, twice a day, then you increase that ATP function. Your body has more energy. You can be more active. Um, and there are uh, numerous studies looking at 
um, osteoarthritis. Um, there's one study out of Italy on uh, memory where they took people in an assisted living center and they weren't even getting sessions twice a day. I think they were only getting them either daily or three days a week. And at the end of three months, they showed improvement in their memory recall. Hmm. So when you do this, it, it improves um, the body's function. Um, I've noted that I don't have as much joint dysfunction or discomfort, um, stiffness. Now, if I get out and do a lot of work, um, walk for four hours a day or whatever, yeah, I get, I get stiff and sore. Um, maybe found this a little later in life than what I needed to, but, <laughs> but it, it works uh, to improve um, that it improves sleep. And if, if you can sleep better, you can, um, your body's going to function better because when you're asleep, your body detoxifies um, your liver and your brain um, and your gut. Um, your muscles tend to kind of detoxify all day long as they're working. Um, but there are certain systems who only work at night. And if you're not getting good sleep, you're not getting REM sleep, your, your brain is definitely going to be less alert the next day. And uh, so that's one of, you know, just, there's just so much in it that it, it helps all systems of the body. Um, we are now class, FDA class two approved, um, but we're still waiting for the FDA to give us an exact um, notation other than it's good for muscles of the legs and improving general circulation. Um, because the re there is research out there on different systems of the body. Um, well, I really like what you said about if, um, you, you said you may have come to this a little bit later in life yeah. than ideal, but <laughs> I thought that was a great point of, you know, it's, it might be a little later than the ideal time to start, but hey, it's better just to get started than it's not. Yeah, if, if you have to start at some point. Um, and then with Zelise, um, it is a hemp oil company, um, which is, and that whole industry is fairly young. Um, this, this company has been out for uh, four years and it all comes back to understanding what's called the endocannabinoid system. Um, and that is the 13th system of the body, which was only discovered in 1992. And it came about because of the research on marijuana. But our products have significantly less um, THC than is legally allowed. Um, and they promote, they, they grow products to have minimal THC. Mm -hmm. But what it does is that it balances the body system. Is they call homeostasis. Homeostasis is the balance between good and bad. So uh, as you're um, looking at um, stresses, 
one of the big things that causes a lot of imbalance in your body. Um, an overreaction of the nervous system, um, your adrenal um, steroids, your adrenal cortico um, hormones uh, become overactive, which is one of the reasons for a lot of people to have excess uh, abdominal fat is um, uh, extra adrenal activity. Um, but the, the hemp oil products help to balance that out so that people um, can be more alert, they can have less joint discomfort and um, have an overall feeling of improvement. Uh, many people find that it improves uh, stomach issues um, because all of this is, is intertwined. Um, and they've gone to the point of making sure that the what's basically a CBD cannabidiol is available to the body because it doesn't matter how much of the product you take it's how much of that product can be absorbed yeah so, um, hemp oil CBD oil are oils and oil and water don't mix um, your gut is lined with a watery level, lay, um, a watery um, wall there to absorb things. Um, but if if this doesn't mix with water, you're not going to absorb it. And their process um, has been verified that you get an 84 to 90 percent absorption of the CBD. Whereas um, most of the other products are running six to ten percent. That and sounds like a really big difference. Available, it's available in your blood serum for up to twelve hours. Hmm. So it's not something you have to take and then you know oh take a, few, a little more in three or four hours because it's it's worked out of your system. They've they've shown that this is improving that it's available to your body. So it's all. And we have, um, Zelise has um, research going on at five major universities at this time. Um, and they couldn't even start research until February of 2018, 2018, 2019. So February of 2019 was when they could start doing research. So when you look at um, a one to three year process of, of a lot of research to getting published, you know, it all has to start somewhere. Um, but the companies look at the body's basic health and can it affect more than one area? And both of these products do that. And I've, I've been very impressed with them. Well, awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us and definitely something worth looking into. I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you for spending all right, time. I've enjoyed it. Thank yeah, you. Camille. Absolutely. And thank you to all our listeners and viewers. I'm your host, Camille Diaz. This show is sponsored by Serenity Financial, a five rings financial agency specializing in financial education, living benefits, and guaranteed lifetime income. Our money mantra for today is I create generational health and wealth.